Um, well, we've been we've been talking to the people at Cineworld for quite a little while, and we you know we entered into the UK marketplace with another circuit, and uh, I think that they've been sort of tracking the results of uh, of of the IMAX business over the course of the last couple of years, and uh, and of course Steve Weiner, uh, who's the CEO, was from America and is very uh, familiar with IMAX as well, mm -hmm. and so it was just a combination of of him and his executive team sort of keeping on track, and uh, and Matt and uh, and a couple of other uh, executives uh, finally uh, looking into it a little deeper, mm -hmm. and away we go. So why did Edinburgh get it first? Why were we lucky? Edinburgh got it first because uh, the timeline required. We wanted to try and get a screening for uh, Ghost Protocol, and this particular auditorium used to be many many years ago an iWorks auditorium I think originally it was designed as an iMax okay iWorks took it over but we've done a heck of a lot of work in the last two months to convert it into a full iMax and what differences will we notice with films like Mission, well, Mission Impossible as an example what um well, I mean, it, between that and a normal screen, what would be the, sure. apart from the size, obviously. Sure, sure. I mean, what you're going to notice is that we put an awful lot more light onto the screen, which means that the, that the image is an awful lot brighter. You know, the standard for digital projection is 14 foot lamberts of light. And when we're projecting in 2D, we're using two projectors mm -hmm. that are synchronized and they're putting out 22 foot lamberts of light. When you have way more light, you can have much greater contrast, you can have much brighter colors. And so the images really just pop off the screen. The other thing you're going to notice is the sound system is incredibly dynamic. I mean, there's a scene in Ghost Protocol, obviously, I'm not giving the story away, but they're accused of blowing up the Kremlin. And when, when the Kremlin is coming down in an IMAX auditorium, the whole auditorium is shaking. And, and it really is, you know, really quite amazing. And not only, not only is it shaking, but it actually sounds exactly how it would sound if it were coming down. Okay. So, there, you know, there isn't, there isn't a lot of distortion. You know, the, those, low, those low decimals are just pounding right through you. At the same time, it sounds very real. Mm -hmm. So as well as the new screen, we've got new speakers then. Is that... Oh, yeah. Pretty much everything in here is new. Right. We took all the wall fabric back. We need, we need stronger sound between the, the auditoriums, so, so stronger sound baffling. So we have to take all of this down, put extra baffling in, so it doesn't bleed through next door because the IMAX sound is so much stronger. We changed all the ceiling. We took all the uh, seats out while we did it all. So the whole thing's been changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, the sound system's designed specifically for this auditorium. The speakers are all handmade. Um, they're actually installed using lasers. They're so precise. And, you know, in each movie that we release, we work with the filmmakers to actually customize the movie for IMAX, which includes remixing the sound. So they love, it's a great toy for them. You know, in, in this particular case, you know, you have Brad Bird, who's just a massive IMAX fan. We have J.J. Abrams as producer. We've done Super 8 with him. We've done a few other movies with him. He's a big IMAX fan. And then we have Tom Cruise, who he's been involved in, in narrating our do, um, the nature documentaries in the past, also is a big fan. So consequently, they went a little further. They actually took the IMAX cameras and shot the key action sequences of the film. And you'll see, I mean, the big money shots in this movie is Tom Cruise doing his own stunt on the outside of the Burj Khalifa. And, and it was captured with IMAX cameras. And so when, when that camera tilts over his shoulder and goes down, I mean, it, if you have vertigo, you're going to have a tough time in the, in the, in the auditorium. So this technology almost, is it sort of developed to fit the medium? You know, you're saying sort of you work with the filmmakers. Does it kind of change a little bit just to they come up with a new stunt that's bigger and better? Do you end up speaking to them and saying, okay, well, we can 
oh, develop a little bit better, you know, differently. Absolutely. I mean, we've, you know, we've, we've worked with the filmmakers over the years to develop new tools so that they can enhance their storytelling. And, you know, the, the whole 3D phenomenon that's going on right now, the big renaissance started when we, uh, when we were working on uh, the Polar Express. And the Polar Express came out. It was ex- we, we, we actually had the film in 2D, and we started converting it into 3D, and we showed the filmmaker. Uh, and, and we said, first of all, could we play with it? He said, sure. He came in, and he was absolutely blown away. And so, I mean, sorry, he was designing it to be a 3D movie, but what we did is we brought things so much closer to, to the audience. And so, consequently, it invaded your personal space. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge phenomenon. And that's, you know, when, when Jeffrey Katzenberg saw that film, he said, okay, hang on, all of my movies are going to be in 3D. And then we worked with Brian Singer on, on Superman, where we took live action 2D capture and we converted it to 3D. And it was only in certain scenes in the movie. It was when Clark Kent became Superman. And, but he, you know, he flew through the IMAX auditorium mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting out at the screen. And it was sort of evolved this way. And, and you know, the Batman franchise has really been invigorated by you know, Chris Nolan using the IMAX cameras on the Dark Knight. Um, and, and he uses that as a big marketing push as well, mm-hmm. you know, showing, showing bits of the movie in IMAX first. And it is kind of, um, um, well, it's, it's slightly more expensive for the, you know, to, to come and watch an IMAX film. Um, do you do you think people view it as a um, as a special experience, you know, as a slightly um, premium product, or do people tend to see it as just a normal night out? I mean, is this, you know, it's no, it, it it is it is a premium experience. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we we deliver an incredibly uh, an incredibly premium experience because of all of the technology that's in the auditorium, mm-hmm. the fact that we're actually changing the content that's going on screen and enhancing that as well, you are getting a, a premium experience. So what you'll see is especially when there are big movies like you know, like, like Mission Impossible opening, you're going to see very high occupancy rates in the auditorium. You'll see people booking in advance at much higher levels than they would normally because mm-hmm. there's a finite number of seats. Mm-hmm. And so consequently, if you've got the hot date on a Saturday night, if you want to impress her, bring her to the IMAX theater. And finally, what films are you kind of most excited about or that are what what's coming up really in the next six months our lineup's incredible um we're really really excited about next year we we're probably going to put out around 23 24 films um and and there's some you know some big summer blockbusters you know the dark knight rises will be absolutely amazing over an hour of the movie was, was shot with imax cameras and and you know the the reaction to the trailer and the prologue so far are off the charts. Mm. We think that the Amazing Spider-Man looks incredible with a with a new cast, and and it, you know it it looks to be a big movie. And then there's a whole host of other movies before and after. But you know we're also ending the year with The Hobbit, 